Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we are back at it with Beyond Sunday, where it's we been take a little you, while. It has been a little while. We're going to take you inside the culture of Vox Church, and we have so much going on, so much to tell you guys. We are excited to be back behind the mic. I am sitting here with the one and only Pastor Justin. Oh, I forgot the lead. The lead oh, Pastor Justin Kendrick. The greatest host in history, he, Kurt Garceau. You know, I just try to keep the hype mm-hmm. on level high. Yeah. Level high. How are you, buddy? How's I'm everything? Yeah, I'm good. It's been too long. Yeah. We, we haven't got to hang out for a while. We, and, uh, we have not. We yeah. have not. You know? Yep. Doing great and uh, loving life. Sad to see the summer end. Our kids start school next week. So You're, uh, you're sad about that? <laughs> Well, I'm sad about the summer. I'm excited that my kids are back in school. I know. I just had I just had a parent tell me with older kids. They said like, "Hey, listen, don't tell your kids you're excited for them to leave." And I'm like, "Oh, I've been telling them that the entire summer." <laughs> like, what do you what do you and I got to reverse that? So now I'm trying to recover. Now no, the Kendrick mantra is, "Oh, we're so sad that yeah, the summer's over." Yeah. I well, I happened to say that exact opposite thing this morning. Yeah. I said, "I'm so excited for you to go back to school." Brody's like, "That's so mean." I said, "No, for you to learn. <laughs> yeah, right. For right, you right. to learn and leave." Yeah. Did I say that? I meant learn. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, back in school, it is. I mean, it was a little crisp this morning. It almost got yeah. a, a little taste of fall, but know. you know, we're still we're still rocking a little. Yeah, we're yeah, holding it's on. Like to a that couple summer. more weeks of warmth if we yeah. can get it. But. So you've had, uh, you know, you've had a busy summer yeah. you were able to kind of get away and um from when i we're going to get into a, a subject in a little bit but from what i understand you did some writing i did yeah yeah been working on a, a book that um will come out most likely next year and so got away for a couple of weeks were able was able to do that and excited about it it's funny it's like 80 percent done yep and uh you know maybe 85 but then once you get out of that writing flow it's like every one percent is brutal yeah so it's yeah. just you know I got a big chunk of it done and now I got to chip away for the rest of the year. Yeah. Just crank it out. But you know, you, at least you were able to get that, the, yeah, the majority totally. done. You yep. know, you have all the guts, you have all, yep. all that stuff. Uh, but besides that, there's, there's so much going on within the church. There is. Uh, you know, we have a couple big events. We have a big yep. event this weekend, actually. You yes, want to give do. us a little insight on, uh, on that? Yeah. Looking forward to renewal night. So, uh, renewal night will be, uh, you know, 6 PM at the Brantford campus on Sunday evening. And it's, uh, it's a blast. I mean, I'm really excited. I feel mm-hmm. like I have a word to share, but those nights we really just kind of go where we feel like God's leading us. So who knows what'll happen. I love creating space just to see miracles. And Mm. it feels like every time we give God the space, the Bible's clear. It says, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. And if we're full of TV and, you know, dinners and, uh, you know, leisure time all the time, we really do miss those encounters Mm. with Jesus because we're just too full and I'm all for dinners and leisure time. But but I think that setting certain times aside, extra time, just to seek God, yeah. that's where the miracles happen, yeah. you know? And so um, we're excited about what will happen this weekend. I mean, I think about the revival nights and what happened there and just, you know, just stepping into the room and feeling the presence. You were, you, it was almost, you know, it was yeah. almost overtaking. You, yeah. I mean, it just the power and, uh, and just the flow of the night and yeah. how it went. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, we get that, that same yeah. vibe. Yeah. We're trusting God. I mean, you know, I know my attitude with all the revival nights was, Hey, if it's just me, I am going to go after the heart of Jesus for as long as I can tonight. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, people came, but regardless of how many people come, that's going to be my spirit for yeah. Sunday night. And so I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. I know the uh, worship team has been working hard trying they to have. put stuff together. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Sunday night, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, and I had a conversation actually with your wife about uh, a loom. 
Uh, yes. I don't know how much, how many details that you have, but you want to give her a little plug in, in the whole, you know, what, yeah. what she's trying to accomplish with, uh, with the women's ministry. Yeah. They're stepping out in faith. They're doing two back to back Saturdays for the conference. So it's the same conference, but twice last time they ran out of space, uh, at the Brantford location. And so they said, Hey, how do we allow more ladies to get involved? I'm really excited. I know that she's been praying and thinking about the theme for about a year now, mm. really talking about how do we learn to think the thoughts of Jesus? How do we learn to renew our minds with God's truth? And I do think that especially post-pandemic, coming out of the crazy world we've been in, that is absolutely central and essential because I think what we've all had to experience and encourage ourselves to face is that we are more fragile than we thought. Yeah. We're more fragile mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. And so a lot of people dealing with anxiety, dealing with doubts, dealing mm -hmm. with fears. The most important thing we can do right now is learn to think the thoughts of Jesus yeah. over our lives. And so, you know, uh, we have a new song that, that either came out or is coming out that talks about the word of the cross and how it speaks a better word over our lives. Mm -hmm. And I love that thought. It's kind of the same similar idea of the conference is that, you know, what what the gospel says about me speaks a better word than what I think or feel naturally or what others say. And when I allow that gospel word to triumph everything else, it actually reshapes my whole world. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I know there's a lot of women out there that can't, can't wait. So just yep. going back into that real quick, how do you guys vibe in, in, yeah. in terms of how she's running that versus how you are running? Do you guys connect with that? Or is it kind of like, Hey, you know, I, she, she has this, yeah. you know, God ordained gift. I'm going to let her run. Uh, yeah. you know, how does that work between you guys? I mean, yeah. is it a, a dinner date? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that what you guys do? Yeah, no, it's funny. We, uh, yeah, so we've been in ministry together since we were 18. Mm -hmm. And so we have always been like co-dreamers and co-planners. So we've, we're always talking about, you know, what's next and, you know, kind of like, where are we going as a ministry? What's the heart of the church? And, and, and so she's always been a, a, a real partner with me in the shaping of this community from yeah. the beginning. And then as, you know, our kids got to a new phase of life and she took on more responsibility in the church, um, you know, she really felt a clear call to invest in uh, the development and the maturity and the discipleship of women. Mm -hmm. And so as she's taken that on more and more, it's kind of cool and kind of weird. She doesn't report to me. Yeah, you yeah. know, she reports to our <laughs> ministries pastor, to Sean. Um, I don't have much to do with the day-to-day -day function of her ministry, but we do. One thing we started is kind of crazy. You know, we have four kids at home and life is full. And so once a month we have lunch together on a work day yeah. and we just take an hour and she just bounces ideas off me uh, for women's ministry. We just talk about where the church is going. Mm. And uh, we, you know, we're not one of those couples that like, we actually, Chrissy and I really like each other. Yeah. Like we're just friends. So we enjoy being around each other. So we don't talk church like 24 seven, mm. you know, but there is this interplay where we will talk church at home and that's fine. But it, I, yeah, for us, it's never like overwhelming. We're never mm. like, oh my gosh, all we have is church. Like, nah, not really. Like yeah, we've, yeah. we've been friends for so long that uh, that's just not been our dynamic. But mm. yeah, it, it, it's an interesting vibe because, you know, you look at a lot of relationships and the last thing you want to do is talk about, you know, and I know it's a little bit different within the church, but you right. want to talk about something else, each other, yep. what's going on, you know, the kids, the family, you know, and, and just to, f just to get that vibe of you guys and how you're yep. kind of meshing together, working together for the, the main vision. I yep. mean, our vision is to reach new England yes. and, and, uh, you know, I think all of our listeners can appreciate that you guys are, are kind of tying each other in and, yes. and working with each other. Yeah, you know, it, the, 
it's a it's a give and take and there's no like you can't prescribe it it's different depending on every two people you know but for her and I it's yeah it's always been a partnership I really value you know I'm a visionary I kind of see things I want to go far she has incredible discernment intuition Mm -hmm. uh, wisdom you know she sees so many things I don't see and so there's just it's a really sweet we're both natural leaders Mm -hmm. so that's always interesting when you have a husband because a lot of times like one is really a leader the other one's more of a support yeah we're both kind of natural leaders but uh we've learned to feed off each other in really healthy ways it's probably good she doesn't report to me though yeah (laughs) that would not be that wouldn't probably not be a win she never has and never will yeah uh, (laughs) that's right so yeah so we keep those lines clear but uh yeah it's fun that's good and uh i just have to ask about the kids how are all the kids doing i mean it just feels like they're getting so much older you know i mean i see gay on stage it's like yeah. he's, a, he's a man Gabe just got a job oh yeah I know isn't that crazy yeah, yeah he's 15 turned 16 where uh, he starts driver's lessons and everything coming up and yeah so he turned 16 uh, this fall yeah Noah's great Noah's 13 as is eight he is three and a half and uh, honestly they're thriving summer's been a fun time for yeah, us you yeah. know as a family I think honest they're kind of ready for school to start mm. because all the programmy stuff that we've done for them whether it's summer camp or vacation those are done yeah. and now it's just like all right go to school they're in the you house yeah, yeah. Just, so they're like okay we're just, stuck at home all day can we see our friends we're like no we have to go to work <laughs> you know so uh, yeah it's it's time but they're doing great good good so some more big exciting news coming up we yes. have a release of yeah the book the book the book yeah sacred us mm-hmm. so i just want to talk a little bit about what this book uh what this book is so yeah. i have some you know it, just regular questions but give yeah. us you know the elevator pitch yeah. about what this book is yeah yeah i think we're at a critical juncture right now in the spiritual formation of Christianity, not to make it too big, but across the Western Hemisphere, right? We're at this moment where a lot of people are walking away from church. Uh, A lot of people are done with the machine. Um, A lot of people are disenfranchised with the routine of sing and hear a a preacher and go home and and all of that. And so I think it's a moment, especially post-COVID, all the craziness that's happened, churches closing, Uh, It's a moment where we have to ask ourselves, what do I actually believe Mm -hmm. is the church and what function does it have, not just in my life, but in the world and in society? And this this book seeks to answer not so much the question governmentally uh, or organizationally, what is the church, but more the heartbeat behind the church. And that's why the book's called The Sacred Us. It really talks about what is the substance of biblical community. Mm-hmm. And what we have right now, we're in a moment where uh, loneliness, isolation, individualism, those are the uh, catchwords of our day. Those yeah. are the way people live, right? So we don't know our neighbors' names. We're not connected to other people. We don't know how to be vulnerable with others. We have this fake society that is manifest on social media and everything else, mm-hmm. but don't know how to have actual close friendship. And yeah. so the majority of Americans don't have two or three close friends and don't know how. Yeah. And so um, this book is sort of a response to that to say, hey, uh, Jesus always intended church to look like sacred community. And so what could that community look like and how do we grow it? Yeah, that's so good. And so uh, it's it's it outlines seven specific principles that really ignite biblical community. And they will make you uncomfortable. They will challenge you. They will definitely come against sort of the mantra of our culture 
And I think that's exactly what we need right now. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be challenged to say, hey, do I believe in church? And what is it? Is it a 90 minute or an 80 minute or a 70 minute gathering on a Sunday? Is that what church is? Or is church the people of God doing life together on mission to see others experience God's grace? Yeah, I mean, perfect timing coming, you know, just like what you say, coming out of COVID and and in this situation that we're in, we're still almost relearning, you know, how to get back into society, how to get back the way that things were. That's right. Um, So looking back, the day that you decided to write this book, was there an inspiration or was there a moment in time where you're like, you want to know what? We need this. This is the book that that we're going to read. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, as we, as a church, uh, you know, we talk a lot about our core values because for us, they are what we would say like the embodiment of authentic Christianity. So when we say, hey, our mission is to spread the lifestyle of authentic Christianity for the glory of God and the transformation of the city. What we're really saying is then what is authentic Christianity? And mm-hmm. we would say it's a life centered on the gospel where Jesus Christ re- redefines myself, my relationship with God and my world. Mm-hmm. So Christ at the center, it's intentional community, which means that I can't really know God outside of the people of God. I need to know him connected to others, that God is himself at the core relationship he is three in one and so if at the center of the universe there is god who is relationship then it's impossible to know god outside of relationship Mm -hmm. and so so central to our lives and then mission that third value city mission we want to be people who actually transform cities with the love of christ the compassion the hospitality of jesus so those three values so when we when i think about writing books i'm always asking myself how do i put in writing uh, the heartbeat of the house. How do I take the things that we're most passionate about here at Vox and translate them into a form that can live beyond an individual and can actually be taken home, meditated on, thought about? So we do it in songs, we do it in sermons, but another real critical way that we do it is through writing. Yeah. And so for me, this sen- second value of intentional community was the one I said, all right, I want to write on that mm-hmm. and I want to get our philosophy of community on paper so that it can kind of have a life beyond just conversations, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so that was the that was the vision behind the book. These are things we've been talking about now for 11 years as a church. These are not new ideas, but getting them all in one place and getting them, there's so many new people. So these are very uh, foreign concepts. For example, like the second, the second principle is uh, vulnerability creates connection. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible to grow deep connections in the church unless I learn to be vulnerable. But there's this thing in all of us, especially as Christians, that says, I can't be vulnerable because I'm supposed to be perfect. Yeah. So how do we get through that? Uh, and that's that's what that chapter is about. You know? so good. And so um, you know, every one of the principles is challenging, but also it propels us to a new way of doing life. It's, I mean, it's exactly opposite of what the world is teaching you. That's right. You know, the Instagram society that, right. that we live in. Put that, a filter on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything's perfect all the time. But I mean, I, I can't wait to dive into this. So taking that idea of community, writing yeah. it into one book, there must have been an aha moment where mm-hmm. it, you, it really kind of changed your thought process of how community works. So yeah. I, what was your experience personally yeah. while writing this book where you almost, you know, didn't think about it prior to be like, yeah. oh, wow you know that's that's something different yeah you know it's interesting so when i it's funny how god works in our lives right uh when i was writing this book it was it was me being convicted about my need 
to reinvest in community. Mm. And so as the church had grown, you know, we started in a neighborhood. We started with our friends and it grew out of relationship. The early days of the church, I'd get home from work and there'd be 40 people in my backyard. Yeah. And everything was done in the context of community. Everything was done. You know, all the early guys, Cheech was my next door neighbor. Joey Silva, our central worship director, was hanging out in my hot tub at night a couple days a week. Yeah. Like we were just doing life in the context of deep relationship and community. And then as the church grows and we plant locations and we sent out, you know, this is a bad comparison, but I feel a little bit like the early church that, you know, the 12 disciples were always together in the yeah. beginning. And then they went all over the nations and it was like, man, we don't get to see each other as much. And so I was feeling that. And when, excuse me, when um, I felt this, this kind of this nudge to write this book, it was at a moment where I had to rediscover these principles, mm. where there are things that I had learned and taught and lived for years, but now they had uh, faded. A mm. number of them had faded in my own life because of our expansion and, you know, the challenges of COVID had started and everything else. And so, yeah, I wrote this book sort of as a, as a, a moment for our church to be able to center around community building principles, but then also for me to be held accountable to relive and practice these principles. And so it's been, you know, a book takes a long time. So I wrote this book uh, over a year ago now. Yeah, yeah. And so it's been like the last 18 months of my life where I have been just relearning, repracticing. I, I recorded the audiobook uh, a couple months ago. And as I'm reading the book I wrote, I'm being convicted by the Holy Spirit. Like yeah, I yeah, need yeah. to do some of these things more intentionally and diligently. And so, uh, yeah, you know, when you're writing about principles that are bigger than you, you know, biblical principles, they convict you while you write them, mm. you know? And so I haven't arrived. I'm in the process of learning biblical community. And I think this book is one contribution into that process. Mm. You know, that's, I mean, that's, it's powerful to hear that, you know, just this book alone, it's not, I mean, it almost convicted you to do something different than you definitely. were already doing, it definitely you is. know, and, and for a lot of us, there's so many things out there that we think is the norm, but right. you know, we look at our situation that we can grow beyond where we're at right now. Absolutely. You know, there's so much room for growth in every area. I, I mean, you take it, you took it, take a look at, and we don't have to use community, but yeah. you know, just, just serving. Yeah, um, totally. You know, serving in general is a something that we can do without even without even having a, a thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I actually just spoke to someone. I think it was yesterday, the day before, and he he was telling me he's never experienced the joy, and he sits outside with a sign in yep. the front of the door, cool. and just to see the smiles. He never yep. anticipated that that would change his life in in a way. He just thought, oh, you know, they're just standing there with yep. signs, and he experienced it. He sat there and seeing the people and the smiles that they have and the joy that they had, just saying, good morning, hello, wow. how are you? He's like, that That changed everything for me. It gave me a whole new outlook on what it means to serve God. Yeah. And I was like, so oh, good. you know, with a sign? No, not like that. No, yeah. But, but it, it's amazing. I mean, just little things. Oh, uh, it's huge. I mean, and this goes, this goes for anyone. I mean, take a look at what you think is normal in your life and, and think about how you can transfer that back to God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like I've been convicted in, in, in so, so many, so many areas just to go above and beyond, yeah. of, you know, get outside of the daily routine of our lives yeah. and do something greater. So good. You just, you just taught principle six. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Principle six is sacrifice matures love. 
And this is one of those things that's so counterintuitive, right? In community, we think I I have to do only what I'm really good at yeah. and I have to do only what's benefit for me and I have to do, you know, what I want to do and I want to be free and be in control and you can't build community, you can't build a marriage like that, you yeah. can't build a family like that, you can't build friendships like mm. that. The only way to build healthy relationship is to sacrifice. Yeah. But what sacrifice does, you know, Mother Teresa called it the paradox of love. If you will love until it hurts, you'll discover that there is no more hurt, only more love. Uh -huh. And so there's this strange thing that happens. Jesus said it like, you know, he said, hey, uh, whoever tries to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life will find it. He wasn't trying to rob you of life. He was trying to teach you how to live fully because yeah. he was saying, listen, when you hold on, your world gets smaller and lonelier. But when you let go, when you hold that sign, when you welcome people, when you give your time and energy and effort to say hello to someone else, wait a minute, now I'm happier, yeah. you know? Yep. And so that's how you gain life. And so a lot of times people think, you know, the church and serving and loving, it's all about taking, taking. No, no, no. It's all about learning that it's actually better to give than it is to receive. And that's the life of Jesus through us and, uh, it's the only way to grow. Sacrifice matures love. And mm -hmm. and communities that don't get that get stuck because everybody starts looking out for themselves and then you can't mature as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about the communities that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's my family community, whether it's my church community, whether it's just, you know, my friend group, yep. these are the opportunities that I'm able to, to you know, just almost feel free yeah. because I trust yeah. these people and I'm able to let things go and I'm able to listen, you yeah. know, and, and we look back at our life in those, those moments and those situations where, you know, it, and again, you can't feel true happiness without Jesus, but yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like you're happy. Yeah. It, you're not reserved. You're not worried about what this person's going to do. You're yeah. not, you're not thinking, Oh, are they judging me? That's you know, right. you're just able to be yourself. Yeah. And you know, I, the community aspect is so huge yeah. without my friends and, you know, and I'm just going to say my close community group, yep. you know, I just bottle things up, yeah, you yep. know, and, and it hurts. You go in, you wake up every day with just a little bit of stress. That's right. And over the course of time, that stress goes greater and greater. Yep. But, you know, that's what your community is there for. That's right. Is, is to help you, to guide you, yep. to talk with you, to support you, to love you. So good. You know, and, you know, and I'm just, I'm thinking about all this while you're talking. And it's yeah. like, man, this is what we need. We need more of that. Well, and people don't know, like one of the principles we talk about in the book that we'll, we'll talk on this, this season is fun. How, how do I have fun? Yeah. Because, you know, what you're talking about is you're talking about instances where you don't have to take yourself so seriously, mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, you know, Chicho, he says, one of our pastors, Pastor Matt, he says, you know, embarrassment is a choice. And I love that idea embarrassment is a choice like I don't have to be embarrassed if my hair is messed up or my mm. sneakers are you know dirty or I say something stupid like I can choose not to be and when I live in a, such a way where I'm loved by God and I don't take myself so seriously but I learn to take him seriously what does it do it amplifies grace in mm. other words everybody around you realizes that this is all by grace I'm loved by God and my life displays the grace of God because I can laugh at myself. Yeah. I can be at peace with myself. I don't have to worry if they're going to judge me if I tell them that I failed. Like, And that's, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. But when it does happen, it's beautiful because then you can really be yourself mm. and you know that, listen, it's not about being perfect. It's about being in process. Yeah, yeah. And so we're safe, you know, and that's that is what community was always intended to be. 
Uh, but it's only possible through the lens of the gospel, which says that you're already loved, you're already accepted, you're already forgiven, and you're a slave to Christ, yeah, right? Those are the yeah. two sides. You're a slave to Christ in process, mm-hmm. but you're already loved. And so there's that security where you can go, all right, you know what? Yeah, we're not perfect. Yeah, we're struggling with this. And, and there's freedom to be healed. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So lastly, I just wanted to ask you, you know, after writing and, and having it and almost being released, what in, in your wildest dream, what do you want for this book? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, I spend a lot of time writing books and uh, I don't have great ambitions. <laughs> yeah. You know, believe it or not, I my, like this sounds super cheesy, but my hope for this book is that one person gets it and engages Mm -hmm. like that's my hope and i know that that sounds like well that's a pretty low bar you know (laughs) like but but no in all reality like i I feel like i i do these books sort of as offerings to the lord whether they sell a billion copies or whether it's like 50 of us either way for me i feel like if i'm faithful and god can take this and you know i got a i got a, a letter from somebody um who's in prison who wrote who read barrier ordinary yeah and they were like, man, I don't know how they got a copy of it, whatever. But they were just like, listen, uh, this book's changed my life. I'm practicing these seven habits. I'm, you know, my mm-hmm. life is, is being transformed by these things. I'm spending an hour with God, everything else. And and it was just like, well, that was worth that book. Like yeah. literally, that yeah. was worth that book to me. Um, when I write these, like, you know, I don't have any, uh, I don't want to be an author. I mean, that might sound strange since yeah. I write books, but I don't want to be an author. I don't want to have a side hustle. I don't want to be a traveling speaker. I want to pastor this church and plant a whole lot more of them. Mm. And I want to see New England transformed. If books and resources can be a catalyst for that, then sweet. If they're not, then I don't want to bother. But so far, they really have been. And so that's kind of, for me, the vision of writing is that we could take foundational things that are a part of our community and replicate them in a fresh way. On mission. Yeah, that's it. On mission. I love it. One focus, baby. I love it. One focus. So where can we get the book? Yeah. Um, you can go to sacredus.com, right? We can, uh, so release date is the sixth. So coming up, so sacredus.com, uh, you can also get it on Amazon, yep. Barnes and Noble, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Uh, so yeah, online, you can get anywhere. You can also get it at all of our locations starting Sunday. Awesome. So Sunday awesome. at every Vox location, there will be books available. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Awesome. So if any of you guys are actually impacted by the book, feel free to shoot us an email at uh, beyondsunday at voxchurch.org. We'd love to hear some of your feedback from the book or just any questions for uh, Pastor Justin Kendrick that you guys may have. We love to get your questions. So we appreciate you guys and we will see you next time.